And we're Late to the Party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture. Hey, Nick, how's it going? It's going well. How are you doing, Brie? I'm doing good. Good. It's been a long week. It's been the longest week. And I know Mercury's about to go into Gatorade, so. No, not Gatorade. I already feel it. I felt it last week, so whatever. Actually, I've been feeling that a little bit. Like, I don't know what it is, but that. I guess that makes sense because isn't there like a shadow before and after, right? There is. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't like think about it too hard, right? All that stuff is like I think has its time and its place, but I can't think about it too hard or else I'll go insane. <laughs> I'm with you. Like if I think about it too much, I'm like, oh my gosh, every little thing. It's like you read into it. I don't know for sure. Like horoscopes. Like if you start, like I used to be really into horoscopes, but it just is like a a slippery slope you start believing it a little too much and then you don't you're not in charge of your own fate yeah i feel that yeah also i think last retrograde i didn't even feel it same it was great last retrograde was great so this retrograde can be great again yeah make retrogrades (laughs) great again um i love that yeah that's not an old hacky 2016 trump joke no not not at at all all. (laughs) We wouldn't do that. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. So we are talking about the 2002 sleeper hit, massive hit, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. So for this movie club. And I feel, speaking of, like, stress, I feel very Tula right now, Brie. No. Because I have, like, a pimple patch on my face. It's very, like, Tula on her wedding day. I feel you. Well, it's Okay. I mean, put some Windex on it. Yeah, put Windex on it. That seems to work, right? Don't just cover it up. Put Windex on it. You know, that's one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Yeah. Is when they are, I know it's like putting the cart before the horse, but when John Corbett is like, when after they get married, Uh he was like, I had a set on my face too, but mine went away. And she's like, how? And he's like, I put Windex on it. And he opens the car door. It's like, it's so cute cute this movie is so damn cute so great i love it i i'm so glad we watched it again because i feel like it's just one that you can watch over and over and just like i don't know just still enjoy and it's like a comfort kind of movie i don't know it is like what's your relationship with my big fat creek wedding did you see it when it came out I feel like I did. I don't like specifically remember, but I've seen it like a handful of times. So like, I don't know. Like I've seen it like at least three or four times now. In your lifetime? Yeah. Uh, How about you? Oh, I definitely saw it when it came out. I might have saw it like twice when it came out. Yeah. Because it came out in April Mm. and then it had another release during the summertime and then correct me if I'm wrong, but it might have had, like, a sh- limited Christmas release, too. Like, this movie just had legs. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably saw it twice in the theater as a kid, and then I feel like this movie just comes comes up 
and um, I watch like anytime it's on TV or any chance I get, I feel like every couple years I want to watch this movie because it is like a, a it's a comfort movie. Yeah, and you know what I'm thinking like when it came out too. Like I do remember it being like a big deal for a period of time. Like people were talking about this movie, my big fat Greek wedding. Like I just remember it was like I don't everyone know. liked it. Yeah, like. Yeah, like if you weren't around in 2002, you would people like this doesn't happen a lot. This is like a for all intents and purposes a rom-com. Mhm. But it's like a movie that young like very young people knew about and watched, but it's also like really old people mm-hmm. were watching it and going to see it. I feel like it was like a cultural phenomenon for real. For like, real. I don't know. I mean, is this like the first, maybe not the first, it's at, at least the last time what movie comes out in the spring and then like still is around by December. Like that's, it's crazy. True. But I was going to say, well, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is too soon to say, but like, wasn't there, I've heard there's a spinoff. Oh, oh, I never, I don't remember I don't this. Remember. This is like one of those things where I just don't remember it. But My Big Fat Greek Life was apparently a 2003 sitcom. Yeah. And it stars Mia Verdalos. That's which, crazy. What? What? I need to see this sitcom. It's supposedly really bad. Like, it was panned. Oh. Well, maybe I don't need to see No, I need to see it. I want to see, like, bad things. I like bad things as well. Brie, you know, speaking of bad things and 2002. Yeah. I remember a couple years ago, maybe a year ago, my mom, well, our mom was watching The Adventures of Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy and uh-huh. Rosario Dawson. And it's, like, notorious for being, like, one of the worst movies of all time. I kind of liked it. I re- <laughs> it really <laughs> made me stand still, and I watched the rest of the movie with her. Some John Cleese. Oh, it was, it was a it was a romp. <laughs> I love a good romp. I, you know what? I love a terrible movie as well, or a TV show to an extent. I mean, it depends. Yeah, I feel like I would. Uh, I love my big fat Greek wedding so much that it would be and Mia, um, Nia, Nia. Her name's Nia Verdalis. It's not Mia? No, it's Nia. Oh, my God. You know what? Maybe I'm thinking of the Princess Diaries Mia as well. Thermopolis? Mia Thermopolis. Well, you know, that's a very <laughs> Greek name. <laughs> right? Oh, I think it's also, like, her transformation. I know it's, like, a different kind of transformation, but, like, the glasses and the hair made me think of, like, Mia Thermopolis. It's true. Which, like, tangent, so keep this or not, but, like... Princess Mia is not Greek, right? I don't know. Or is she? Wasn't, I don't know. It, I thought she was like She's Genovian. Genovian, which is like between Italy and France, or, or Spain and France. It's like Italy, essentially. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I... Is is Mia, like, is her mom Greek? We is need- this the... Because Rinaldi... Like, I always assumed she was Italian, but, like, if Thermopolis Thermopolis was that her mom's name? Or her dad's Or was name? it her dad's? Kind of, I don't know. We need to, like, deep dive on that, I think, and just find the connection <laughs> between my big fat Greek wedding and yeah, Princess Tyrese. And are they related? 
Their their bloodline. Oh, yes. Oh my god. We can create this universe. Tula is um is also like the Duchess of Genovia. Yeah. Plus, I mean, she has a lot of cousins. Mm-hmm. So, like, who's to say Mia Thermopolis isn't one of them? Who, who's to say she's not putting Windex on things? Hey, everyone's a little Greek is what we've learned from this film. Yes. So. I love that take. I love so, the dad and his Greek that, pride. That's such a good role. I don't know. I love the dad so much. He's and I cute. think about him often. Like, I I feel like this is one of the movies, and maybe you can relate, where it's like, this was like my family's movie. Like, yes. this came out, and, like, we're not Greek, but we're Italian, so yes. it's that, like, Italian-American, like, cultural thing. It's a similar thing, and the, I think the pride for your heritage is something relatable, or at least, like, to, like, certain relatives that would really instill that in you is, like, you know, like, I feel like in this movie, we see um, Tula, like, kind of roll her eyes a lot at her dad for being, like, you should be proud to be Greek and stuff, but, like... I don't know. But yeah, like I like, grew up, well, because like, I'm Italian on my mom's side, but and not that, that close. I'm like fourth generation or whatever. But um, my granddad would always be like, my papa would always be like, remember you're Italian. Yeah. <laughs> just every chance. I remember your uncle too would be like, remember you're Italian. It's just like a thing. Yeah. Like, don't forget. The dad definitely reminds me of my uncle with all the um the, the anecdotes. Yeah. Yeah. And like finding every little thing and making it. Well, they're relating it to, like, a Greek, like, uh, basically, like, any word can mm-hmm. come from, like, like, basically came from the Greek people. Which I a love lo- that. I mean, I don't know. It's true. It is true. It is very true. He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. Also, Windex is great. <laughs> but, like, I remember, you know how it's, like, in this movie, everyone's Nick? Oh, or yeah. Nikolai or Nikki. In, like, my family, everyone's Joe. That's hilarious. Like, if That's you're the Italian, Italian equivalent. Yeah, it's, like, Joe. Um, even though oddly enough, my name's Nikki, but yeah. you know, I know Nick, you should be Greek. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I th- Greeks are so cool though, Brie, cause they really believe that. Like if you've spent any amount of time with like a person that's like Greek. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh man, I love mama, like Mia, or I love my big Greek wedding. And they're like, you're Greek. They'll like make anyone honorary Greek. I love so. that. So, yeah. <laughs> You've been... Didn't you work with someone Greek? And they were I like, did. you're Greek to me. Yep. So, I'm Greek. I love that. But, um, I don't know. I just feel like this is... I I, I was going to save it, but I, I will do it at the top. Okay. Like, I think the success of this film really hinges on... It's... It's like America's like a melting pot. Right. And we all have different ancestry and heritage and we're kind of, we are proud of that. But unless, unless you're a dry toast family. <laughs> what? Oh, a dry toast family? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Just saying. We'll talk about that later yeah, too. But- put a pin in that. Put a pin in the toast. But, um... No, I just feel like everyone in, like, one way or another, like, either you're Irish or Armenian or, you know, Italian or Greek or whatever, like, I don't know. We It's that idea of not losing your heritage and the idea of family. And, yeah. like, everyone can relate to that. Yeah. And 
and that's like I don't know, that's the beauty of America and that's the beauty of I think this film. Yeah. And I think that's why like young and old people can really see it and you're like, hey, you know, it's it's really relatable and authentic. Mm-hmm. And because Nia Vardalos is the lead and this is her life story, the odd it's just like a combo of like authenticity and just like the whole family thing and and I think I'm really glad and I wanna get your take, but so my big fat Greek wedding, and we'll get into like the story yeah. behind it, but I know that that um what's it called? Um like film executives, mm-hmm. like they really wanted to change to things? change it. They wanted it to star Marissa Tomei, which I'm all for. Yeah, that could have been okay. But they also wanted to make the family Hispanic. Mm. And I feel like we have stories like that, and that's fine, and that's great. But I do feel like it's it's this idea, like, I'm trying to word this correctly, mm-hmm. but it's like Greeks or like not really Italian Americans anymore because, like, they don't have, like, Italian schools or whatever. And, like, <laughs> yeah. they, they're just, like, white people. Yeah. Now, but, but you know, like, the Portuguese will have their own communities and stuff. I feel like it's, like, these, like, other minorities or, like, the places where there's, like, little Armenia or whatever. And, you mm-hmm. know, it, it does it, – it shows, like, the little, like, not, may not little – minorities is not the right word, but it's, like, it's not everything is not, like, black, white, Hispanic, like – Mm-hmm. It's showing it's showing all the cultures. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I, yeah, maybe like, I'm not wording it right, but it's it's kind of special to see you on screen and it's not always you no one not everyone can fit into those small little like Barbie bubbles. Like you're not like super blonde and waspy. Yeah. You're not like super tan or like black. You know what I mean? It, I which I, f- I feel like, um, I guess the family, like Ian Miller, his family in this movie is kind of, they're pretty waspy. So I feel like they kind of, maybe um, Nia wanted to like comment on that, right? Even though her husband was Hispanic, right? So yeah, actually, was, funny enough. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think maybe it was like one of those things, like maybe it could reach more people, like bridge more of a gap, maybe. I don't know. With I don't know. Try to get those waspy people to come around to be in Greek. I don't really. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I guess I'm. And I guess what I was just trying to say is like your heritage, your ancestry, where your people come from is important. Mm hmm. And, you know, there's. It's, you know, you should be proud to be Greek or you should be proud to be Italian or, you know, whatever it yeah. is or Irish. And you should know about it. Like, it shouldn't be erased. And I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, I feel like in this, like, this age we're in, mm-hmm. we're, we claim to be so progressive, mm-hmm. but we've kind of washed away a lot of, like, the littler things mm-hmm. that make us who we are. Mm. 
you know, and I feel like this movie really celebrates family and knowing where you come from and being proud of it. Yeah. And melding, too. Yeah. You know? True. So. I like that. I mean, we are a melting pot, so. Yeah. Right, because it was like a big thing for her to date someone and marry someone that is not Greek, which is like an interesting concept. It's probably really outdated, too, I'm sure now, but like. I don't know. In certain cultures, like people, I'm sure, like they through hold the, the generations, yeah, they hold on to it. Like you're expected to, like if you're Greek, marry a, a nice Greek boy or whatever. Like I'm sure, I don't know. Well, that feeling of your culture being erased too, like it's probably like a thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, that didn't work for my fam. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Italians cannot be erased. Yeah. Everyone says that. Like, if you're a little bit Italian, you're very Italian. Yes. There's, uh, I don't know. But, well, same with Greeks. I think so, yeah. But, but yeah, so <laughs> we've just talked so much about this movie and the meaning of this movie, but we really haven't um, given any context or introduced the movie, so. I know. Well, so yeah. Well, do you want to take a trip down? memory lane and go back to 2002 let's do it okay so where were you brie in 2002 (laughs) i feel like this question always trips me up because i am always off slightly when i calculate things but this time i'm gonna do it right in april 2002 april 2002 you were eight years old yeah that's what i had figured (laughs) I was getting there. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I busted out my calculator because I remember round down in April. Yes. So I would have just probably moved into my new little apartment, you know, not far from where I grew up. And um, in Virginia. In Virginia. And um, let's see. What? I'd be in fourth grade? Fifth grade? Sixth grade? You're first, you'd be in third, third grade. Third grade. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> you would have been third grade. I we were still... Okay, we were in class together then. I was probably getting you in trouble. Probably. I, I don't think so. Not in this class. No, this teacher did not. Oh, this teacher probably... She was leaving kids left and right, wasn't she? She just was a bad teacher. <laughs> I thought she was fun, though, at the time. We ate a lot of ice cream, and that's all that mattered to me. That's true. She would take us to go get ice cream, and then, like, forget a student on the way back. <laughs> Would you be like, whoops? Be entertaining. <laughs> it's true. The memories. The memories. Where were you? I don't know. If it was April, we were still in school. So I'm trying to think, what else would we be doing? Maybe watching my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> exactly. No, I remember April 2002. I was really into Limited 2. Mm. Really into those scrunchy, what are they, like popcorn tops? <gasps> yes. Oh my god, yes. Some platform flip-flops. Basically what I wear now. I was really into in 2002. I remember being into popcorn tops for a long time, though. Like, it lasted for at least three more years. Really? Yeah. I feel like one day, because I remember popcorn tops were like a fashion delicacy. You could only get at like limited to and wet seal for a hot second. Mm. And then... The next moment, you could find it at the Rite Aid. Yes. And then they were taken away from us, ripped out the shelves. <laughs> I remember when they were every- – I was like, ooh, I'm pretty sure I bought some at the Rite Aid just because they were right there. Like, 
Oh yeah. For the taking, you know. I remember my mom was always like, "You want the pop? You want another one? <laughs> you want another?" <laughs> just oh. add it to the cart, just like flinging things. Oh Because this gosh. was the early two thousands, and this was before the recession, and um. Yeah, you could Money just. Money was no object. It was no object. You could buy all the popcorn tops you wanted. Yes. Baby. Ah, good times. But I also remember really being into, during this time, Avril Lavigne. Mm. Yes. So. Probably Wearing watched- knee socks. Oh, yeah. Or just like being like, oh, when I'm older, I'm going to wear a wife beater and a tie. Because <gasps> that's so edgy. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I remember like. In, around like in middle school i was really into ties for a hot second i mean i know that was later but but like tattoo like that the girl group tattoo like, yeah very like schoolgirl lesbian chic school, yes the schoolgirl lesbian chic was like uh, yeah i was kind of doing some of that nice <laughs> i don't know if i was doing that in third grade like in 2002 <laughs> but that was like you were thinking about my the way. future I was, yeah i was thinking about the future <laughs> You, like, looked at Avril Lavigne's skater boy, and you were like, I think this will go farther. Yeah. I think we can take this farther. Because at the time, I think, like, my outfits were still really constructed, because my aunt, with her, like, fashion sense and tailor background, like, picking things out for me sometimes, or just, you know, I hadn't yeah. reached my rebellion phase just yet, so. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> No, I mean, it's awesome to know some context. Yeah. We were babies. We were. But, so yeah. So, my big fat Greek wedding, um, it is a 2002 independent romantic comedy film directed by Joel Zwick and written by Nia Verdalos, who also stars in the film as Fatula Portokalos, a middle-class Greek-American woman who falls in love with the upper-class, or upper-middle-class white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, also known as Wasp, Ian Miller. (laughs) But yeah, this film was generally positively received with positive reviews from the critics and the audiences, and at the 75th Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. I love that. That's so great. I mean, I knew this because we did that whole episode. On but this. still. But, yeah. It's like the little movie that could. Right? Ah, oh, Can you imagine? Like, I don't know. Just, I'm sure she had to be, like, excited. Like, over the moon. Like. I really. That's, like, another deep dive. Just for my personal. <laughs> you know, like, just Nia Vardalos is very interesting to me. Same. Because. She worked really hard, like, for a lot of years and didn't book anything. And then this. And she stayed true to herself and her story. Yeah. Like, this this movie and, like, the success really proves that, like, authenticity could – it could be your your thing. I, I love know. that. But, yeah. So, um – my big fat Greek wedding was a sleeper hit, and the film became the highest grossing romantic comedy of all time and grossed $241.4 million in North America, despite never reaching number one at the box office during its release. It was the highest grossing film with that distinction for 14 years until the animated film Sing grossed $268 million in 2016. What? Boo! Boo. <laughs> oh, that's, that's disturbing, but... 
I still don't get what the big deal is with singing. I've never seen it, but is it just like a pig and a llama or something singing and a zebra? I have no clue what it's about. What are they singing? Like, what is so is great? Is it like trolls? Yeah, it gives me those vibes, but like, I don't I don't know. Was Reese Witherspoon, like, is it like a big, like, all-star cast, maybe? I don't know. I don't know, but... <laughs> I'm like, am I missing something? I don't see the point of the movie sing. I mean, I know it's for kids, but like... I don't know. It's not my big Why does it have cultural acclaim? Like, this is not... It should not surpass my big fat Greek wedding. Right. Something well, is wrong. Not in... <clears throat> not in people's hearts. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Uh, I just, like... I know I've said this, like, five times already, but, like, when people say sleeper hit, they made it cutesy, but, like, this was a sleeper hit. Yeah, I feel like we don't see a lot of those anymore. No, I feel like people need to be talking about, like, whenever they talk about box office mm-hmm. or, like, just, like, that kind of conversation in general, need to talk about this film more mm. because, like, that's unheard of. The success. In 14 it, years, too. 14 years to basically be in theaters making a lot of money for the whole year. And, yeah, and keeping that record for 14 years, getting nominated for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. That's like crazy pants. Right? But. So dope. But I wish I, like, was was a little bit old. Like, I don't remember actually being in the theater to see this film. Mm-hmm. But, but I wonder. I can only wonder. Like, remember when we saw Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. And... Do you remember, like, all, like, the old Asian men just, like, coming out of the theater, just, like, wiping their, like, tears? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't... This is, like, the closest thing I can equate to it, though, is, like, Crazy Rich Asian success and, like, getting people that don't usually go to the movies out and, like, mm-hmm. just people being represented on screen and, like, feeling seen. Yeah. I don't know. That's the only thing I really, like, I can equate it to. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of, like, Greek movie or, like, movies about, like, Greek culture or, like, Greek Americans in this way. Like, yeah. this is it. This is my big fat Greek wedding. I mean. And my big fat Greek wedding, too. too. <laughs> Another great movie, honestly. I enjoyed it. I did, too. Yeah. Yeah, my big fat Greek wedding, too. Yeah, it came out March 25th, 2016. It wasn't. It didn't get great reviews, and it wasn't that big of a hit, but it was still a moderate success. But did you hear that, like, as of October 2021, Verdalos confirmed that the script for the second sequel was completed, and it would involve another Greek wedding. Wait, there's going to be another? Another one? Another one? Another (gasps) one. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. Wow. So is it going to be her daughter's getting married? Because it already, wasn't it, like, oh, she was going to prom or something going to prom. yeah someone's gotta be getting married probably her probably her right probably the only thing that really sucks is that the dad has passed away no actually that makes me really sad but to think he, about but he lived to like 94 or something i wikipedia it oh wow so. good that's awesome that's kind of yeah. sad but yeah. the mom okay the mom has to be there though right because she's still alive oh for sure she's still going and she's andrea still martin is the aunt has to be there. Yes. Andrea Martin. Oh, my God. I'm living more for her. More screen time, more Windex. Hand the Windex to her. She's great. Oh, what was that show that she was in? 
that she, oh she was really good she plays the mom and like it's in a news room and uh, oh i know what you're talking and about richie's in it oh it's so good yes oh, oh, whatever it's called i can't think of it it's right like something now something news right mm. i started watching that mo- or show and i didn't finish it and i don't know why i put it down but it was great it was so good whatever that new show oh uh, but andrea martin's great so right but yeah so my big fat greek wedding actually started out as a one-woman play, um, and it was written by and starring Nia Verdalos, and she performed it for six weeks at the Hudson Backstage Theater in L.A. in the summer of 1997. Um, and Verdalos has joked that she only wrote the play to get a better agent, because I know she was like a struggling actress and stuff, but mm. the play was actually based on her own family in Winnipeg, Canada. And her experience ma- marrying a non-Greek man, Ian Gomez, who plays John Corbett's friend in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, dang. Yeah. But yeah, like, the play was really popular and sold out much of its run. Um, and a large part of that was due to her marketing to the Greek Orthodox churches. I love that. But yeah, a number of Hollywood executives and celebrities saw it, including actress Rita Wilson, who is Greek. And she showed it to her husband, Tommy Hanks. That's so cool. I love that that little part of the story that like, okay, well, Rita Wilson, she's Greek, so she can see it and relate to it and be like, this is good. This is this is it. This is money. This is this is it. And Tom Hanks just being Tom Hanks is like, yes, let's do this thing. Right. I love that. Didn't he support it from the mm-hmm. start? Like he just it's like no questions asked almost. He was like, I love it. Yeah. And I I think that's really cool. That is really cool. Like that's also like a very Hollywood story. Like that's a story you want to hear about how a movie gets made. Yeah. You know, I feel like you know, I've done a lot of research. Well, when we've done movie clubs, mm-hmm. especially with like the movies that we tend to do, which are romantic comedies. Yeah. It's like just a bunch of executives and it's like a mismatch of whatever and yeah this is her story that tom hanks and rita wilson like vibed with yeah they vibed with it and didn't they try to keep like they were like yeah i don't know well because yeah there were some struggles right yeah so so um verdalos began make began meeting various executives about making a film version of the play and began writing a screenplay as well However, the meetings proved fruitless because the executives insisted on making changes that they felt would make the film more marketable, which Verdalos objected to. Um, These included changing the plot, getting a known actress in the lead role, like you mentioned, Nick, Marissa Tomei, which I I could totally see her in that role. Oh, yeah. She'd kill it. She would kill it. However... But not as... Okay, go ahead. Oh. I'll I'll make a comment on that in a second. I was going to say, I feel like it's really special that Nia like plays Tula and is the main character because it is her story. And I think they they also, I don't know. Um but yeah, didn't they want to make the one with Marissa Tomei or was that just a different thought? Like they wanted to change it to a Hispanic family. Mhm. Oh, oh, you know what? I think I read this wrong before. Wait, they wanted to change they wanted to make Marissa Tomei Hispanic. Oh, I have no idea. No, or wait. the other family. Oh, the other family. I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. 
Same. <laughs> but yeah, so they wanted either like a big name actress like Marissa Tomei or they wanted to change the ethnicity of the family. Okay. But two months after the play's initial run ended, Hank's production company, Playtone, uh, contacted Verdalos about producing a film based on her vision for it. They also agreed to remount the play in early 1998, this time at LA's Globe Theater. Hanks later said that casting Verdalos in the lead role brings a huge amount of integrity to the piece because it's Nia's version of her own life and her own experience. I think that shows through on screen and people recognize it. That's what Tommy Hanks said. So T. Hanks. Yo. Which like we don't talk about Tom Hanks's like like play tone enough because like one of my favorite like talking about comfort movies, I love the thing you do. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that one. <laughs> and that movie to me, it's so simple, but the whole time it's all about integrity and authenticity. And I feel like, and I've never seen Larry Crown, which is Tom Hanks's other film he directed, mm. which you've seen Larry I, Crown, right? It was good. I liked it. But I feel like he's really like trying to seek that out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what Larry Crown's about, so maybe not. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember the plot that well, but I just remember enjoying it. And it was a lot of Tom Hanks. So it was, I don't know. I just love Tom Hanks and anything he stars in, basically. He's just so likable. But I, I do him. forget about him, like, producing and stuff. Like, I just, I don't know. I love Tom Hanks, even if he eats babies. <laughs> is that for real? Is that just, like, a weird rumor? That That's like a, um, what is it called? Is, is he in a cult? Not a, not 4chan. What's it called? Those people. QAnon. 4chan. Oh, gosh. I really don't think he eats babies. I don't think he has that. But that's, I don't know, but that's how he gets his creative juices, Brie. That's how he stays relevant in Hollywood. Hmm. You get your Hollywood juice from newborns. I mean, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I digress. Um, but But the story gets crazier. Or like this story, I just feel like every step of the way of the my big fat greek wedding getting made yeah it's just like it's all the like juicy like hollywood stories like about like a star is born or like a thing is made stories that you want to like i don't know you want to hear about or at least i want to hear about like very serendipitous yeah like so tom hanks gets involved and, like, that's all set to go with Nia's vision. But in 2000, they were doing pre-production for the film in Toronto. And so Verdalos and, like, Playtone producer Gary Goatsman overhear actor John Corbett, who was in town shooting the film Serendipity. Ooh, that's another I, good one. I love Serendipity. Great soundtrack. But, yeah, he was at a bar and he was telling his friend that he read the script for My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And he was upset he couldn't make the audition. Mm. So what did Nia Vardalis and the Playtone producer do? They approached him and offered him the part of Ian Miller on the spot. And he said yes. That's crazy. I love that. He was meant to, like, be in that role. He was. But he's so sweet. I love John Corbett. Right? 
I loved I'm I'm team Aiden and Sex in the City anyways. Yes. Okay, wait. That's why he's familiar. He's yeah. the same guy. I was he's like, Aiden. why do I know him? It's the long hair as well. Okay. But yeah, I've he's always so, been team Aiden. So likable. Ooh. Good catch. I just had it. Nailed it. Mint chocolate chip. Just six real ingredients. Oh yeah. Wait, we snack break. Snack break. You're ridiculous. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Lara Bar. <laughs> uh, sponsor is Lara Bar. <laughs> I know. Watch us like really hate it too. <laughs> you just hear you audibly like. Have you tried Lara Bars? I have. I really enjoy the apple pie flavor and the cashew cookie flavor. Actually, what I meant to ask you is, have you had this one? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I thought you were doing an ad for Lara Bar. I had a CBD cold brew earlier. And I think I'm more CBD than cold brew at the moment. (laughs) It tastes like a York pepper and patty. Yeah, but with like grains in there. What is it made out of? I love how, like, we're just taking a, a literal break to talk. I know. About. I'm like, I don't know. We were getting into the story. <laughs> Everyone's like. It has six real ingredients. We're just, like, out of the blue, Nikki throws a Lara bar at me. Like, oh, snack break. We should have, like, music for snack breaks. Oh, like, um, Trash Tuesdays, like, banana minute or whatever it's called. Do they really eat bananas? Mm-hmm. Wow. Get that potassium. Nice. Yeah, we're just trying to take care of ourselves. It's just, I'm like, I don't know whether to leave this in or not. Lots well, of date. Sorry. <laughs> that's number one on the list, on the call sheet. Huh. Chocolate chips. Sugar. Cocoa butter. Almonds, cashews. Oh, peppermint oil. You know what? Not bad. I like it. I it tastes like good. You have more to say. I like it more than I expected. It's like a New York peppermint patty. A little less sweet. Tastes kind of healthy, but not gross. It's not overpowering with anything, which is nice. It's like a subtle chocolate. Subtle mint. It still has like... Because I've had Laura, bar- Laura bars before. It's similar. To just the plain... Yeah. Was it a chocolate chip one that they have? Mm-hmm. But it's be- I think this it's is good. better. It's like more moist or something. I think so, too. Yeah, I could pop another. <laughs> pop one. <laughs> but yeah, well, and that's a review of the Mint Chocolate Chip Laura Bars. Sponsor us. So, should we talk about the box office stats? Or did you have anything else to say about Ian Miller and um, John Corbett? Let's talk about stats, baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and, and me. me. Let's talk about seeing movies and the box office. All right. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about stats. Do, do, do. <laughs> so after a February 2002 premiere, it was initially released in the United States via limited release on April 19th, 2002, before receiving a wider release worldwide over the summer, including a wide release in the United States on August 2nd. Take a shot for every time I say it, but My Big Fat Creek Wedding became a sleeper hit and grew steadily from its initial release. Despite never hitting number one at the box office and being an independent film with a $5 million budget, it grossed over $368.7 million worldwide and became one of 
the top romantic films of the 21st century. It was the fifth highest grossing film of 2002, um, which Lord of the Rings, Two Towers came out, mm-hmm. Die Another Day came out, a new Star Trek came out. Dang. I mean, you know. Yeah. J-Lo, Made in Manhattan came out. That's uh, a good one. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, just think about that, though. Like, major franchises, the works, star-driven films, and this is number four. What was it? Number five. Mm-hmm. Highest grossing films of 2002 in the U.S. and Canada. Which, can I just say something? This is off topic, but it's because you mentioned J-Lo. I have not received any more emails from J-Lo since I signed up for On the J-Lo, and I'm really upset about it. The last one I got was April 29th. Um, so, J-Lo, please update me on your life. I'm looking forward to being in the loop. Um but yeah, I have nothing to report right now, and I just, I thought yeah, I should man. follow up, so. When you do, though, segment. Yeah, for sure. Brie <laughs> on the J-Lo. Anyway. I love that. <laughs> well, back to my Big Fat Greek wedding. Um, I do appreciate that, though, Brie. Thanks for the update. I thought you'd be wondering, so. I, I was. I was actually, I didn't know if you actually signed up for that or not. Oh, yeah. I was not kidding. I I want to be in the know. Also, while we're doing random updates, I did buy skims. But guess what? Brenda at Nordstrom. <laughs> so I got my skims off Nordstrom.com and um, I ordered an extra small and they gave me a 2X. So I'm going to have to return that. So that's my skims journey, but it feels lovely. Mm. And I know I'm going to love it. Yes. When you finally get the my size. Extra small. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah. Um, Opa, my big fat Greek wedding. Opa. Um, Yeah. So domestically, it also held the record for the highest grossing film never having been number one on the weekly North American box office charts until Sing, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, even adjusted for inflation, my big fat Greek wedding, you know, is probably one of the most profitable films of all time. Um. It has a, what is it, 6,150% return on a cost of $6 million to produce. Okay, so, like, it made so much compared to the cost that it, like, that's, wow. I mean, I'm not good at math. That numbers, though. Yeah. It, it racked in a lot of cash. But that is crazy. Like, this movie's a cheap independent film. Mm-hmm. Like an indie film that could. Like, yeah. Just, I don't know, even adjusted for, I know I just said that, but like, think about that. Wow. Everyone think about that. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's also like a slice of life. Mm. The I movie... love slice of life film. Slice of life films. <laughs> not lice. <laughs> you don't like lice? No. <laughs> slice of life. You can keep that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. This movie isn't about something grand. I'm talking to you, James Cameron, who announced Doing too much. like 10,000 avatars at this point. But, but yeah, like, so box office wise, it did fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, reviews at the time. Alrighty, so on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 76% based on 129 reviews. 
with an average rating of 6.7 out of 10. The site's critical consensus reads, Though it sometimes feels like a television sitcom, My Big Fat Greek Wedding is good-hearted, lovable, and delightfully eccentric, with a sharp script and lead performance from Nia Verdalos. On Metacritic, which assigns a rating based on reviews, the film has an average score of 62 out of 100 based on 29 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. So, yeah, not bad. For Agreed. The, most people enjoy this film. So, if I've never talked to one person. Mm-hmm. Also, sorry if this comes up like I'm smacking, like, ASMR-wise. It's Lara Bar. <laughs> Wink. Um... <laughs> No one has a bad thing to say about this film. Everyone that's seen this film loves this film. Right. Yeah, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about this film either. They always get excited. It's always like, it's fun. Like, this struck a chord. Yeah. I don't that's know. all. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But yeah, do you want to get into the film? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. I love how my first note is... This is a rare and special film that became a massive hitch. Yes. Which <laughs> that's a fact. They're copying and that's facts, though. Exactly. But yeah, so we start out in Chicago. Chicago. In a in a Kiab. Yeah. And we meet Tula. Tula. Cool name too, I gotta say. For Tula? Yeah. I like him. I forgot what it means, though. Oh, I don't remember, but I remember the last name Portocalos means orange. Orange, yep. My first note was being Greek and Italian's, like, really similar. Just, like, certain, like, cultural things, like get married, marry a nice, well, they said marry a nice Greek boy, cook great food, and a huge family, you know? Oh, yeah, I love that. In the beginning of the film, Tula's having a conversation with his, her dad, mm-hmm. and... It, they say, I don't know if it was him or in the voiceover. It's a voiceover. She says a Greek woman must be three things or must do three things. Marry Greek boy, have Greek baby, feed everyone till they die. <laughs> that is just so crazy. Um, That's, I don't know. It's kind of yeah. crazy, though. Like, just there's certain things in this movie where I'm like, where the woman's role is kind of like, it's pretty misogynistic and like... I don't know. Some things really get me, like, grind my gears with, like, the whole, like, that's what women are made to do. I don't know, like, cook and have babies, and that's that. Nothing that's more. It's kind of like, really? But do you ever notice, like, like even in this family, like, the Portocalos family, mm -hmm. like, as much as you love the dad or you love seeing Joey Fat One. Joey Fat One. Yeah. <laughs> on stage, like, or on screen, I mean, like... <laughs> I wrote that down. Joey Fat One. And then I also wrote, he's Italian, not Greek, right? Yeah, that's true. They had to get somebody, I guess. It's, yeah. Close enough. It's all Greek to me. But, oh. um, what was I going to say? I, I do feel like, even in, like, The Sopranos, mm -hmm. like, Tony Soprano is a very compelling and nuanced character, for sure. Yeah. But, like, the women. Mm -hmm. The women that are beside them way more interesting and yeah. compelling and just just complex complex and very um what's the word like 
strong and driven and like not stupid at all. No. If anything, smarter than the men. Oh, 100%. Which we will talk about when we talk about this film because that's kind of the whole, I don't know, is it the first or second act? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also have a note that like I love that their house is modeled after the Parthenon and everything in the lawn. It's like yes. alluding to their Greek heritage and like just like how proud they are of their heritage. I just kind of love that. Like they're the house in the block that you know. They're the Greek they're house. They're the Greek house, yeah. No, I love that. And before we get to the house, we actually are taken to Dancing Zorba's. Oh, yeah. Which is the Greek restaurant that is owned by the Portocalos family. And um, Tula works at. Yep. Which, so we get introduced to Tula right off the bat. Mm -hmm. It's also narrated by her. What are your thoughts on Tula's look? Well, in the beginning, her look is kind of plain. You know, she's like, got that librarian look about her. But, um, I don't know. She just kind of looks like an average woman. Just, you know, who doesn't get out a lot. No offense. You know? She is definitely, if Mia Thermopolis never knew she was a princess <laughs> and just continued <laughs> life on that path. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like this is like real life pre-makeover Mia. I think so. Yeah. I feel like she hasn't come into her own quite yet and she's just like living she's going through the day by day going through the motions i think she talks about that too in one of the scenes about like being happy like wishing things were different or something like because she's just kind of she's there she's a late bloomer and she's working the family business she's 30 she's 30 she's not married yet and uh that's a problem apparently so because her life has no meaning unless she's married which no i get I get that, though. Like, I know, like, out of the two of us, I'm more, like, traditional, quote-unquote, but I'm still not, like, super traditional. True. But I get the, like, oh, man, I, you know, mm -hmm. what if I'm 30 and I'm not married? Like, I get that, like. But you are, like, a social fear. butterfly, at least. That's <laughs> Tula is, like. <laughs> I feel like Tula is, like, a little socially, like. I don't want to say she's, like, completely inept, but she's pretty, like, I don't know. I mean, I also could feel like she's relatable. You I know. know. Do as, you relate to Tula As someone, bit? yeah, I think as a late bloomer and someone who is not uh, the most social, um, I like to think I have a decent fashion sense, though. I mean, she gets hers, though. She glows up, but, she and we'll does. talk about that. But in the beginning, I think it's, like, I don't know. She's still figuring things out, and she's going through the motions is what I feel like. And her look kind of reflects that, I guess. It does. She also looks throughout this film like a real woman. Yeah. And that's crazy. Every single person in this film looks like a real person. I love that, though. I feel like that just feels really authentic, and I feel like maybe it's probably more relatable. And it's probably more relatable that she is in the lead role that way and not just like a famous person person you know what i mean and she's like an everyman because then you can relate to her even more yeah it's just like this is so weird it like gives me chills to think about because so we're introduced to the family yeah and like everyone looks like well everyone looks like a member of my family but everyone looks like a member of a family yeah like i know like andrea martin's you know sctv like she's like a 
famous person. I know um, the mom, you know, she's done things and Joey Fat One's in sync. <laughs> like, and and then there's the, the cousin. Oh, Nick. Nick or Nikki. Nikki. Nikki's right? the other cousin. The other cousin. The girl. Yeah, <laughs> with the big hair. Yeah. I just love the big hair. You too. But this is like so big that it's like a caricature. Like these all look like real people. This looks like a real family. Yeah. But who's your favorite character in the family so far? Mm. You know what? I think the aunt. Like the mom is up there and the father's there. I feel like he's got, he's a little problematic, but I love him. But I think the aunt has the, is the most Andrea entertaining. Martin? Andrea Martin's entertaining. Aunt Vula, right? Isn't oh, it? it's Vula, isn't it? Yeah. Vula, Tula. Yeah. Yeah, because I just remember they rhyme. <laughs> and she just tells the craziest stories. Plus her fashion sense. Like she just looks snatched. She does. And she's running her business. Like she's just like doing all the things. Oh, yeah. Uh, she runs a travel agency. Yeah. Which, so uh, Tula is like, I'm single. I'm 30. I'm going nowhere. And she overhears her dad be like, oh, well, Tula's always going to be here at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. She does run into John Corbett or Ian. Yeah. Like briefly and is like, oh, he's cute. But like nothing so far. Right. Isn't like, she just awkwardly staring and serving him coffee when she first yeah. makes eyes with him? Yeah. So it's not like a proper meat cute or anything at this point. Mm-mm. But her on her own is like, I got to change my life. Oh, I love this journey for her when she like starts like taking classes and going to college and just like transforms her appearance and gets confidence and yeah. Like that whole arc is really cool. Yeah. What were your thoughts on? Because this is like a makeover montage for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I love that it's like she's doing the work herself and transforming herself. Like no one's really influencing her. She's just finding her style and she's like putting herself out there and just getting confidence. And like you see her go from like drab colors, like just like neutral, like I don't know, just like tans and browns and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then wearing reds or even like a cute, you know, eventually she's when, well, when she goes out with her her boo, she she gets a little sultry. But it's like she she styles her hair differently. She um, gets she, contacts. Yeah. Which, you know what I'm just thinking? Does she not... Was she straightening her hair and then she embraces her yes. her curly, natural hair? Yes. Because that's something to note, I feel. That is. Well, and it's kind of embracing who you are, too. Yeah. Because, like, not to be too heady about it, but, like, she's she probably straightening her hair because she has a complex about, like, the Greekness. Mm. And, like, wanting to look, quote, unquote, normal. And, like, they do this flashback in the beginning where, like, she's with, like, the girls in school as a kid. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I want to sit by those girls. But then they show her as an adult when she has this glow up going to community college. And she um, she, she just sits-, sits with the girls. Yeah. She asks them. Like, she puts herself out there. Oh, I love that. And it's for her. And she goes to her dad. And, you know, basically she wants to work for Anne at the travel agency. Yeah. Anything to get out the restaurant, yeah. I think. Basically. And it's like they do this whole thing about kind of what we were talking about before. Like, the ladies, the mom and the aunt are like, how are we going to convince the dad that it's his idea to let her work at the travel agency? I love that scene. It was so funny. Um 
feel like I had a, a note about this scene. Oh, something too. Like I think before, maybe before that, um, before they made it, they seemed like it was his idea too. The mom said something like, even though the dad is like the head of the household, the woman, like the wife, that she is the neck. Yes. And she can turn the head any way she wants. Yes. Oh, she says, like, the men are the head of the family, but don't forget the women are the neck and they can turn the head any way, way it wants. Or yeah. Like I love that. I love the scheme just to, like, make it seem like it's his idea and give him that sense of, like, I guess power of some sort, but it's really just, I don't know. It's a I, mind trick. <laughs> I love that, too. I love also in this movie, like, what they do really well is is those like little it is kind of like a sitcommy like scene mm-hmm. but it's like it is very sharp the way it's it's written and it just goes through and it just is like so relatable i just i really like the way that they they do little things like that in the film mm. yeah it was very entertaining though that the combo when the like because they're like say uh the aunt's like well tell me what to say without saying it because they're like trying to beat around the bush uh-huh. and like she's like oh yeah the business is no good right now and he's like what no good why <laughs> and she's like ah oh, the computers no one can work them <laughs> you're like oh we'll send these guys oh wait they don't know anything about computers send uh tula send tula they're like oh you're a genius how did you think of that I love that. <laughs> so good. It is really good. And then we, we see Tula working her dream job at the, the travel agency. Yeah, just feeling herself with her little headset. Yeah. Which I always thought, you know, like not a plan B, but like a plan like D, E, F, G. Mm-hmm. I was like, as a kid, I was like, you know what? If all else fails, <laughs> it would be cute to work at a travel agency. <laughs> Little did uh, eight-year-old Nikki know that's an obsolete occupation. And you probably don't get a cool headset. Probably not. And John Corbett's not going to come and, like, make flirty eyes with you at the window. Yeah. That's lame. So lame. I love that scene, though. Like, um, while she's working and he's, like, making eyes with her and she's just, like, like, the first time they catch eyes, she, like, slinks behind the water cooler. She's like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she keeps doing this thing where she's, like... But then she cut, like, through the water cooler. She's still, like, looking at him. I know. It's, like, so strange and funny. I, like, love it, though. And then he does the thing where, like, when they're meeting eyes, he does the thing where he does a staircase and he bumps into the lady. Oh, my and God. And she beats him with her bag. Which is, the like, old lady. So good. I love that scene. The old lady straight up just, like, beats him up. She's like, watch where you're going. Because he's, like, <laughs> he's so into, like, walking down the staircase. <laughs> It's, like, genuinely a funny moment, though. That's, like, everything in a movie like this has to work right, mm-hmm. and that works right. Yeah. The comedic timing's everything. Yes. And I even love her razzing him afterwards, because they, like, hang out. Oh, yeah. She's like, that was real smooth. <laughs> well, because she, like, she... I forgot. She just, like, stands up. I don't remember what it was that made her turn around, but I just know that, like, she had, like was wearing a headset and like forgot and yeah. she gets up too fast and gets like thrown to the ground like the headset like the cord pulls because yeah it's we like didn't a, have bluetooth so it's like a standard slapstick yeah kind of motion it's it's hilarious though i love a good slapstick moment like a hundred percent especially if it's done right like within the context like they just i don't know 
This movie had a lot of moments where I feel like I laughed out loud. No, it's so good. I think that's the movie. I laughed out loud a couple times yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Just like watching it. Yeah. And that's crazy to like see a movie so many times and still like do like the laugh out loud. Yeah. And those good like belly laugh, like it's real like. Yeah. Like it gets you. Like it's funny, you know, it's good. I think it was that part though when he gets beat up by the old. I think that's always got me. Yeah. But, but yeah. So they they fall in love. They fall in love. But um, but she like she doesn't tell her family initially that she's dating Ian. She says she's going to pottery classes. Right, pottery classes. Yeah. But then like, what is it? Nikki like catches them like just like full on making out. Mm Hmm. So Tula has to tell her family about Ian. So enter the problem. <laughs> and her dad is not happy. Because he is not Greek. He's not not a nice Greek boy. Yep, and he says, earlier he says there's only two types of people. People that are Greek and people that wish they were Greek. <laughs> Again, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, facts. Uh- but um, I know that like they're, like at a certain point she says to Ian too, like no one's ever... Um, gone out with a non-Greek before, and she just like he, she's almost like calls it off just because of that, which is like crazy because they're just starting to like mingle and they vibe. They're really vibing. Um, they're yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they I mean, just- who can't fall in love with John Corbett though? There's something about him. Yeah, I don't know. I fell in love with him watching this movie and Sex in the City. So, so I get it. But yeah, they do the whole because the dad's like, "No, you can't date my daughter." Mm-hmm. So they do a whole like montage of um, like setting her up, Tula up with the Greek boys. Oh gosh, and they're they're not cute. They're like slim pickings, gross, hairy. hair, no, and sometimes bald too on the top, balding, creepy mustaches. I can't go for that. No can do. No can do. And Tula also, like, leaves the table at a certain point. She's like, I've had enough. This is not a vibe. Well, once you meet cutie patootie Ian Miller, you can't, like, go back. No. Also, he's sweet. Like, is to me, he's, like, the perfect dude in right? this movie. Like, he's understanding. He's, like, patient. He's romantic. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, he's, Sorry. like, perfect. He's, like, the perfect man. Yeah. What is not to love? Yeah. Just because he's not Greek? I mean, hey. Okay. But, but yeah, so despite everything, they get engaged. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets baptized. Oh, he does. He becomes Greek, right? He becomes Greek. He's like, I'm going to do this. It's important. Yeah. Which, like, there's no hesitation too like there's no a lot of times with like movies like this i feel like there's always like a weird like oh you know like just some back and forth yeah but, like right away ian's like i want to be with tula full stop yeah there's no like will they or won't they be together there's no like things like that it's all about like the family mishaps and like whatever happens but like ian's love for tula it doesn't like change and he's like willing to change his religion or whatever to be with her yeah it is pretty satisfying i guess that that isn't like a a thing 
Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. No, it's like purely healthy. I feel like people need to watch this and be like, you know, a little more. As someone that's like watched so many romantic comedies in their life and probably gotten a lot of bad messages. (laughs) Yeah, this is like a a good one. I think so too. But yeah, so, so it comes time to actually like meet his parents, Mm -hmm. which are like super waspy whites mm-hmm. they're um toast right they're burnt toast yeah oh my gosh what is well hold on dry as a piece of toast yeah that's what, what he the, says the father says and they are yeah he calls them the toast family oh <laughs> uh, yeah he's not wrong they're so boring and so awkward and kind of cold racist I don't know. She, they don't know the difference between being Greek and Guatemalan and uh, Armenian. Armenian. <laughs> like I don't know. It's crazy. It's like don't they say like oh my it wasn't my gardener but it was like something like a worker or whatever like weren't they Greek and they're like no they were Armenian mm-hmm. no they were Guatemalan I don't know it's very ignorant for sure. Also the faces they make throughout this movie are so annoying because they're just like Ooh, like they're just <laughs> making these like uncomfortable looking like. Like, weird, like, like they look off-put for some reason, even though they get invited over to, like, the family's house to meet. Like, she invites them over, right, for, like, um, a dinner. Yeah. Even, and she thinks it's just going to be just him and his parents and her parents, and it's, like, her, it's, it's like, everyone. They invited the whole Greek family, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, and that's where you get the – it's the engagement party. The engagement party, yes. And that's where you get the scene where it's, like, all the Knicks when they introduce her. Oh, yeah. Or introduce the the Wasp, Ian's family, to all the Knicks. Oh, my gosh. I wrote this down, too, because it was really funny because, like, the dad would go around and be like, oh, this is – this is, I don't know, Giorgio. I'm just making things up. And his his daughters and son and daughters, Anita, Diane, and Nick. And, like, every single person was like, Anita, Diane, and Nick. And then that's Nick, and that's Nick. And, <laughs> and there's Nikki. <laughs> it was just so hilarious. I love it. Oh, and then the, the mom, Ian's mom, brings a bunt cake. And Tula's mom is like, what's a bunt cake? What's this? She calls it a, a bonk. Bonk cake? Bonk. And, um, and then... The mom like comes at, back out with the bunt cake and like a flower in between it, and she's like, "I fixed it." And I love how you can hear like people in the background be like, "She fixed it." <laughs> I love that too. Like they're like, "What is up with this weird cake?" <laughs> the whole, oh, the culture clash. I love that though. Oh, and then and then that's when you get Andrea Martin's story. Like she sits the family down, and she's like, "So let me tell you a story." <laughs> This is like their first interaction too when they get in the house. They, the uh-huh. first they sit down and she just sits down next to them and tells them. She's like, um, yeah, so, you know, some time ago I had this lump on my neck and it wouldn't go away. And they like, I went to the doctors and they found out it like had like teeth and whatever. And she was like, yeah, it was my twin. <laughs> I love this story so much. They look so uncomfortable. And I guess it's really based on Nia Vardalos' aunt. I love Having, that. like, a crazy story, so. Oh, my God. Uh, and then she's like, hey, who's hungry? <laughs> yes. Oh, and then 
I think this is this is the same the engagement party, right? Or maybe before. There's another scene with Andrea Martin where she's talking to Tula and Ian, and uh, Tula's like, "Yeah, Ian doesn't have like doesn't eat meat," mm-hmm. and she's like, "What? He no eat meat?" And then she's <laughs> like, "That's okay. I'll make lamb. I'll make lamb." Yeah, I feel like that was in the trailer. I think I remember that. But, yeah, that stood out to me. I also made note of that as well but the the aunt is everything like she's just so quirky and like like just the thing she says i don't know andrea martin man underrated right but but then did anything come like tell me if i'm steamrolling because there's all i have left is the wedding day yeah all i have really okay um the, the aunt story and the Miller family throwing back the shots of whatever that alcohol is. The oh, the oh, I forget what it's called. But yeah, they're all throwing back shots, and then um, the dad getting upset later on. Like he's like, "Ah, oh, we invite them over, and they they don't like us or understand us." The Toast family. They're dry as a piece of toast. They're dry as a piece of toast, which they are. They are. They really are. He's so right. That's what I'm going to start calling people. Like, call it like I see them. Exactly. You should. Because I've seen some, I've met some people. <laughs> some toast. <people>. Some toasts. <laughs> uh, but, um. oh, you know what scene I really loved? What? So, before she gets married, Tula's like in her room. Right, and her mom comes in, and then her grandma also comes in with the like um, I don't know what it's like a not a halo, but like a, a veil. That's a what is it? A headpiece that is like a oh the yeah, I don't know what that's called. That it's like um, I don't know if it's made of flowers or what, but it's like a traditional like Greek like headpiece, mm-hmm. and it belonged to her grandmother. It was just cool Aww. seeing like. When the three generations are looking in the mirror, and then her mom's like, I gave you life so you can live it. Yeah. That really got me in the feels. I was like, oh. Because she's basically like, because she's like, oh, what do I do? Dad's upset, this and that. She's like, "I get, you got to live your life, my child. And you have my blessing. And, you you know, I don't know. She talked about how, like, she came to America, like how there's so many more opportunities. And she wants, I don't know. She just wants to see to live her best life. Yeah, which I feel like. Well, it was Mother's Day yesterday, and we watched this, and it just made me think. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, my mom just really does want me to have the. I don't know, like really, it got me too. Hit you different on Mother's it, Day. It hit me different on Mother's Day. Oh. But but yeah, and so they have their wedding, and, and like I was saying before, my favorite like scene. Like, I think it's done so well is, like, after their wedding and they're on the way to the reception and they're sitting in the car and she's, like, she's, like, um, wiping her makeup off into this rag and he's, like, like blot it. Don't, like, wipe it. And she's, like, Mwah! in the towel. <laughs> yeah. And um, she's, like, well, you wouldn't believe I had this massive zit on my face. And he was, like, yeah, I did, too. But I put some Windex on it. Like, I love that Aww. scene. I love that too. Yeah. And then the dad's wedding speech also really gets me where he gives him a house. Oh. And his whole thing about apples and oranges. Because mm-hmm. he was like saying. Oh, the Greek. No- yeah. He goes into like the. Is it is etymology the right word? Oh. The words. Let's go for it. Just be confident. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll. 
If it's wrong, <laughs> they'll, like, give us a pass. All right. Well, because he talks about, like, Miller, right, mm-hmm. means apple in Greek or something. Or comes from, I don't know. I don't, the way he explains it, basically. And then, like, protocolis means orange. So, like, apples and oranges. Yeah. And he says we're all different. But in the end, we all fruit. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And in the end, we are all fruit. <laughs> yes. Well, now signing off. This is late to the part. No. <laughs> the oh. end. Oh, you know what? Oh, this is something I meant to mention earlier. But like one of the parts in the movies that all in the movie that made me <laughs> in the movie in the movies. I don't know. Um, what also made me laugh was, you know, when they get the wedding invitations done. And then Ian's family, he's like, oh, yeah. wait, it says Rodney and Harry instead of Harriet, like his mom and dad. Ro- <laughs> and she's, and the dad's like, eh, whatever. Yes. So, like, I don't know. It's funny because in the end, like when they're at the wedding, he he looks over at Ian's mom and he goes, let's go, Harry. Because they get up to do the big, like, circle dance to celebrate. <laughs> and she, they're like, I love how they, like also come around like the millers come around and embrace the greek family as well like it takes a moment but like the, at the end they kind of they just go with it because well, dude have you ever been to a greek fest it's cool it is so much fun it's uh, the dancing the food oh, that's like the best part that's what it's all about <coughs> sorry <coughs> sorry i don't know what overtook me Oh my god. Just thinking about all that dancing and dolmas. Yes. Oh, those are what they're called, aren't they? Yes. Which I think I have a couple in the fridge still. Like after this, I think I'm gonna have a couple. Eat one for me, pour one out for me. (laughs) Not pour one out. Eat one for me. (laughs) But but yeah. That's my big fat Greek wedding. That's it. Mazel. I mean Opa. Opa. Not Mazel. Different (laughs) different religion. Yeah. Different ethnicity. But but yeah, oh, I almost want to watch it again. Like Same. I'm like, it just puts me in such a good mood. I don't know. It's it's a special film, right? I think it is too. And I think just like celebrating, like just getting excited and having reason to celebrate, like that kind of energy. I think we can take that from the the Greek people because I don't know. Just living life should be exciting. Or like you know, I. Th- grew up thinking my family was like not weird but like loud Mm -hmm. for sure and then like the other side of my family is kind of like the millers and they are funny they are i love them but like kind of toast like (laughs) and you know i i i think everyone wants to be greek or everyone wants to be italian or everyone wants to have this thing that like it's cool to like come from another place like have like traditions and have like special dance or like be i don't know just family it yeah it's all cool and like when you're a kid like you don't get it because they're too loud or like they're you know like i hear a lot of like asian people like talk about like how the food growing up like their lunch was weird or whatever but like you grow up and then you realize you know like it's special it's special and it kind of like makes you who you are. So, yeah. No, it's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And the bigger the better, I say, when it comes to family. Oh, I say that about a lot of things. Yeah. 
What else, Nick? <laughs> You're just going my Samantha Jones voice. <laughs> well, honey, <laughs> beggar is always better. This is very Samantha. Oh boy. But uh, but yeah. So that's that's the movie that's club. The movie, yeah. yeah. Well, so um, maybe one of these days we'll watch the uh, my big fat Greek wedding too again, and maybe see what that's about. We have it a double feature with the Mamma Mia too. <laughs> yeah, just all the all, all the sequels, it. yeah. But all the Greekwels. All the yes, the Greekwels. That was good, Brie. <laughs> but yeah, like follow us on late to the at the late to the party pod on Instagram and give us a rating or review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Um that was really cool this week. I actually like don't pay attention to like the reviews a lot i really like we appreciate them but Mm -hmm. we don't have a lot currently anyway so you know i just you know forget to check oh yeah but uh kai bobby or k bob kai bobby yeah wrote a really sweet review for us it was a five-star review and i i showed it to brie i was really stoked on it i know i woke up and i saw that review and i was just so stoked and i was like ah so like thank you Thank you, Kai. Yeah, Bobby. Um, and uh, and yeah, like another. I just want to celebrate the little wins for this this little podcast right now. Yeah, but um, but uh, it was brought to my attention that our Sofia Coppola episode, like when you type in on Google Sofia Coppola podcast, it comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is really cool to see, but it's also by right next to um ID. 10 t i think which is like chris hardwick's podcast but before that he was an artist and yeah chris hardwick's the reason why i know what a podcast is and he was like my favorite podcaster for so long so it's really cool to like be beside him in like a google recommendation i don't know it's 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 like the little silly things but it's like i really we really appreciate the reviews and we really yeah i don't know we're stoked on it. We're we're just excited to keep growing and and everything. So thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And um, but yeah, like give us a rating review or email us any movie club suggestions. We yeah. are open for it. We are open for suggestions. We, we are love open. ideas. Like go back to my Samantha Jones. We're open <laughs> for business, <laughs> baby. Oh, but um, yeah, we're at the late to the party pod at gmail dot com. But anything you want to say, um, Brianna? No, just, just, yeah. Thank you guys for the support. Thanks, Kai Bobby. You know, we appreciate Kai that Bobby. shout out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to to keep doing what we do and see where it goes. Same. Well, yeah. We will see you next week. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.